drinking it. <laughs> Yo, this dude. Yo, kill the hell. I don't, I hope the mic caught that water. That water guzzle you just did. Yo, this dude. is the man uh man i'm not gonna lie i think the reason why i played i i went to that song because i definitely feel like having you here is very much awesome like yo man like i'm i'm starting to just like i'm i'm also like i'm very much have that like jay mentality of just like yo like i'm i'm slowly but surely like i'm trying to touch all the different creators all the different i like that uh energy yeah energy yeah like it's time well because i mean i think i i and i had mentioned it uh before before we started recording i'm so i'm so much someone who like has spent a lot of time as a creator like creating on my own and creating to yeah. myself and, and kind of just building myself and trying to like do me and figure out what, what does me mean. So now I'm like in this space of like, yo, nah, like no, I know. Yeah. Cause it's I'm like, it's time to end the lines then. And, yeah. And, Cause and I get, get your, get your piece of the pie out there. Exactly. Cause I know what me is. I know, I know what me is. I know what I'm doing out here. You know what I'm saying? You um, know what you're, what you're capable of. Yo, exactly. Exactly, point. you know what I'm saying. So, um, where where my man? Yo, where my man is to my viewers, my audience, the people who come. Yo, my my man is welcome. One welcome all to episode number forty eight of the What Are We Been Talking About podcast. I am your host Izzy, and today I have with me a very special guest, a man of many many hats. You may know him as a photographer. You may know him as a videographer. You may know him as a podcaster. You may know him as a bodybuilder. He's also bodybuilder. your local, your, your, your local, uh, loud man in the car. Uh, <laughs> yo, you pulled up in something crazy. Man. Man. <laughs> yo, I heard, I heard you pull up. Damn. I, I, I heard you pull up. You one of them. He's I, every loud car you hear on your block in Providence is, is, is this man right here. 
I, it's either he, it, he, either he's driving or he made it loud. I. You made a few. I lo- made a few. Hi, hi. Don't make it seem like I'm talking crazy. No. I bet, bet, bet. Yo, man, my my man Ruben is in the house, man. What's going on? What's going on? The crowd's going nuts. It's popping. Yo, you man, it's, know what it is. It's, it's your boy Bands. Yo, whoo. Yo, it's, good? it's pandemonium outside right now. Yo, you know what I'm saying? We had to cut. We had to. We had to cap it at 50 for the crib. You know what I'm saying? Because we got capacity. Yeah, capacity right now, yo. This man came with a crazy honorage. It was insane. Yo, I appreciate you. Yo, man, how how are you? How are you doing? How's how's life treating you, man? Life is is good. It's a roller coaster. Of course, you know highs and lows. And right now, I'm. I just came off a high. Yeah. Uh. Well, I peeped. Yeah, I, I, I peeped. Mean, I peeped what you up to. And I'm about to go up again in that. Like it's it's something about what I do that keeps me like chasing another high. Yeah, it's like literally a high. Man, I mean, first off, I'm 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 glad I got you when I did because I'm like, yo, man, this this dude is about <laughs> he's about like he's he's about like maybe like four to five more uh like solid like credits away from like yo I can't reach him yo I just can't this dude is. Me. Yo, I can't. I can't reach this man. Yo, yo he's I, he, he. He out here now, yo. If I don't respond, I will respond. Yeah, somehow <laughs> you, you'll hear back. I'll circle back. I'll so, yo, yeah, you're, you're definitely. You're, I can't say that you are definitely like circle back king, and I think it uh, it's a true testament to when you was doing your interview. And you were talking about like your journey to photography, mm-hmm. and I never knew that where it started where your journey started was because photographers who you uh, I was trying to hire and work with. Yeah. Photographers. photographers you, yeah. Photographers you're trying to hire and work with just kept blowing you off. Pretty much. Um, this was about what, like two, three years ago. Um, 2019. And yeah. So, tw- so 2019. Uh, and the thing is too, like when I, so I was watching your interview and, uh, I was I was editing some stuff and I and I remember like I chimed in because it was on IG live. I chimed in. I was like, "Yo, wait!" Like I, I'm like, "Yo, hold up!" Like I'm right here. You talk about me because I vividly remember about two three years ago, I saw you mm-hmm. uh, saw you at work mm-hmm. and you had hollered at me. Right? I was like, "Yo," you was like, "Yo, what's good is he?" Because at the time I had like I was mm-hmm. get I was getting going I on my no, I remember vividly because wow. I remember I saw you at work. Mm-hmm. You was like, yo, what's good? I was like, yo, what's popping? You're like, yo, how's everything going? I was like, yo, you know, everything is good. Just uh, really, I was like, yo, just really gaining momentum in this in this photography and, for, mm-hmm. and videography game. Like, I'm 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 starting to like make moves, and it was yeah. just like kind of like where I was just starting to really get uh, gain my confidence in my in my abilities as a creator. And I remember you going, yo, was good. I need some photos for the podcast. Wow. Right? <laughs> so See, three, I didn't remember. Uh, yo, I didn't remember that. Bro, so yo, so two, three years ago, you're like, yo, was good. I need some photos for the podcast. I said, I bet just hit, yo, hit me up. Like, yo, hit me up on the DMs and like we could get it going. I didn't want to hit you up because in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, I don't, because 
I'm not like I I, I don't chase clients mm-hmm. or potential clients I if I don't that. know if for sure like I don't know because everybody always says it to me. Everyone always says it to every creator like, "Yo, man, was good. We're gonna, we're gonna work later. Yo, we're gonna work. Yeah, what's yeah. up? What's up?" Get so I'm like, I bet like if you're real, if, like in my mind, I say, like, "Yo, if you're serious about us working together, then hit my line." True. true. Right. So I I told her, "Yo, hit my line. I got you with the podcast photos." Uh, whatever, whatever. This is like two, three years ago. Um, it wasn't maybe like a few months later, I saw that you started uh, photography. I was just like, I bet maybe he don't need those photos from me no more. <laughs> he don't need me. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. And then, and then fast forward two, three years, I'm watching the interview and you were like, yo, man, I didn't, <laughs> it's the equivalent to, <laughs> yo, it's the equivalent to like, Think about like the girl, the girlfriend, the girl that turned you down in like middle school, and then not even that, not even that girl. No, no. Picture, picture the dude that you like knew from back in the day on the block, right? And you was always cool with him, yeah, on the block. And then he grows up to be a rapper, and he says, "Yo, anybody from my block was bitches." You're like, "Yo, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute! Like, I didn't I talk- on your block, like, like yo, what are you talking about? Like, wait, what are you talking like?" I swear, I was we was cool, no. <laughs> so That's when, so when you was like, "Yo, man, all these photographers and whatever," it was like, "Yo, like it's me literally like in the audience watching Suge Knight talk about, <laughs> yo, man, if you want if you want to come to yo, come to Death yo, Row." I'll be honest with you, I didn't even remember <laughs> that 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 happened. Yeah, I know. Like I literally reached out to some photographers, and it yeah. was like, "Yeah, sure," but when. Excuse me. When the day came, they wouldn't respond. So it's yeah. like, damn, I keep getting put off by these photographers. Now it's it's time for me to, you yeah. know, either learn it or find somebody and show it to them or something. Mm-hmm. And I ended up buying a camera. Yeah, man. <laughs> yo, <laughs> that was yo. That's that's but that's the way I work. Oh, well, of course. I mean, of course, bro. Like, that's literally how I started. Mm-hmm. I started in it for the same, like, very similar reason. I was doing, uh, like, marketing, mainly, mm-hmm. like, social media marketing. And it's always a pain in the ass to try to get, like, get a photographer, mm-hmm. get a videographer to pull up and do do the thing. Because not everybody who's in this space is really on their grind or really want to work or really want to, you know, do that. So, for me, I was just like, yo, I'm going to pick up a camera and I'm going to create what I feel like is missing in the space. I'm going to create the the stuff that I want to see. Like I want to see, you know, like super like dope, uh, like dance videos. I'm going to create it then because I can't count on or rely on anyone else to do it. So I'm going to do it. Facts. I'm going to, I'm going to jump into this space. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So, uh, so yeah, that's why I bought you here, man. I, I tell you to your face, like, yo man, <laughs> You never yeah. hit me up, fam. You, you definitely wasn't one of those I photographers. Bet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they they know who ex- they they know who who they are. They yeah. they know who they are. You know, I'm not gonna give them the time and the shine, but y'all on some real like, you know, now now those same photographers are asking me how. You know, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Bums, I said it. I called y'all nah, bums. No, nah, nah, I did. Nah, they're not bums. It's just like. You know, it's crazy how life happens. Oh, know? of course. You, you you treat like somebody like somebody in a strange way, and then 
you know, you're the one asking for the same favor that person was asking. Of course. Well, because, I mean, again, I think it's, it's those, it's that kind of mentality. I think that's where, for me, like anybody who hits me up trying to work, like, you're going to get my ear no matter what. Like, I'm going to always give you the time of day because it's like, yo, like, I, and it, is, and it isn't even like I think I'm like this super dope fire photographer or anything like that. It's just not like, I know I'm not, I'm not at top tier but i'm also not a beginner anymore so i need to be able to make myself accessible for Mm -hmm. anyone who is either trying to hire a photographer or someone who's a beginner and they're just trying to like figure out navigate through this thing you trying to you tell them through like some of the different pitfalls that you went through yeah you know what i'm saying you are no sign else after i bought my camera i was like yo looking for mentors yeah and nobody yo nobody but one person responded which is um, Nigel, Zoom Media. Mm, okay. You know, he did a fo- um, photo shoot for Spark Up. And I was asking him, like, I was telling him, like, yo, I'm going to buy a camera. He was like, all right. You know, he, he and I talked about it a little bit briefly. I was like, yo, I bought a camera. <laughs> he was like, all right, bet. Meet me at the park. Yeah. Met, we met at the park. I showed He's like, show me what you know. Mm-hmm. And I showed him everything I know, and, and he was like, oh, "Honestly, you already know it all." Yeah, you're good, you know. And it was just like, "Wow!" Like, and then he just gave me a few pointers, and was like, "Now you do it." Exactly, yo. There, there's so much to be said Shout in that story, to Nigel, man. Yo, because so many, so many people, and I, and I don't even think this is just photographers. I think this is like just any art form in general. People don't ever want to teach other people because of the insecurity of, yo, if I teach you anything, you're going to get better than me and you're going to take my clients. Yeah. But take my, take food out my mouth. Like, I always look at it like this. Karate Kid was better than Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. At one point, because he knew everything Mr. Miyagi knew, plus what he learned. Yeah. Like, not only on the Miyagi side, but through his experience. So he's doubled the weapon. You know, so well, the thing is too is like, yo, like anybody, anybody who who's in any art form in general, I feel like if you're if you have a love for the art form, you should want for the next, like the next generation or the next person up in the art form to be better than you, because that's how the art form keeps growing. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like. If every photographer was scared of the next photographer being better than them, then like the art form of photography wouldn't be where it is today. Same thing goes with music. Same thing goes with uh, podcasting. Like you have to always be willing to to teach the next generation so that they could keep carrying that baton forward. Or else, what are we all doing this for? I mean, some some people, you know, you know what it is. Sometimes it becomes. A measuring contest. You know what I mean? Like, we're measuring success. We are measuring, like, for example, let's say my my teacher didn't really get far, but he got to to uh, let's say a local school level, mm-hmm. and then I get to let's say the college level. Mm-hmm. That teacher may may feel a certain type of way, but instead of being like Wow, I'm proud of the product that I put mm-hmm. out to make this kid go further. Sometimes it's a 
a guilt trip like damn I could have been better than that kid you know mm-hmm. and, and the ego eats at you it's all, all egos yeah you know once you drop the ego just enjoy people's talent absolutely you know absolutely. I enjoy a lot of photographers talent you know and some of those photographers aren't even that great like no seriously, you don't look no. me in the eyes and say they're not that. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it like that. Like, like you know what I mean. Like it's not like what I really go for when when it comes to photography. Like oh yeah, my eyes like well I love their work. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not saying that they're trash. What I'm saying is that they they're beginning. You know so they're not that great yet. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. There are some beginner photographers that I'm so jealous of because i think when i think about myself when mm-hmm. i was like first first starting photography like it's great to know stuff in photography mm-hmm. but it's also great to not know stuff because you're Be- looking at it from a fresh eye yo so when you're like a beginner photographer and like i'll look at a beginner photographer photo and you'll see this photo that i'm just like yo i would have never thought of this image because of the fact that in my mind i'm thinking of all of these different things like rule of thirds, what my shutter speed should be, what aperture and all this other mm-hmm. nonsense. And you don't know about because any of your, that. Your, your conditions. Yeah. The other person's not conditioned. They're not That's conditioned. What I'm saying. They just go, they go for it. The they, they take the risk. became better because he's also learning yeah. his perspective, not only learning. And that's where like it's, and then like, cause double, double the weapon. Yeah. Cause like Miyagi would have never thought of this thing. Like he would never went for the crane kick the way, exactly because it's like yo you're just taking different risks Mm -hmm. because you don't you're not you're you're not hindered by my failures so you can just go you don't have to worry about that you're not afraid of that exactly you know going back to what i was saying about those photographers that aren't that great yet of course yeah you know some of them have mind-blowing images that i'm like wow this is crazy you know, and, and it's just, I'm, like, it's mind-blowing how much they can do with so little time in the photography world, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, to us, it'll make sense, but to the listeners, it might not make sense. What I mean by that is, um, you know, when when somebody, everybody has an eye for something. Yeah. You know, like, for example... You might like flowers and cats. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I like. I might like um, chocolate bars and in sitting in grass. Yeah, just like crazy analogies. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, we all see something that's beautiful in a different way. Yeah, and that's like literally photography. Like yeah. that's what that's like that's what it comes to. Um, I think that's like a solid segue though, because I did want to talk about this one topic uh on our list uh we we actually we have topics and stuff people because uh, <laughs> there's some episodes it's funny there are some depending on who my guest is mm-hmm. i've had episodes where it's just like oh there's no topic list we're about to just like talk shit for an hour yeah if y'all if y'all here for recent news and like lo- like local like events and stuff that's happening yeah yeah y- 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 y'all should tune in next week because it's about to be some bullshit for an hour this one we do have topics and we actually do have some meaningful um things that we want to talk about because i want to take advantage of you and your knowledge gotcha um because i think you're 
please do. You're, yeah, you're, you're just you're super knowledgeable about a lot of a uh, lot of different things. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I did want to talk about, as far as like pertains to photography, and it's something that I've started to see more and more of. Uh, more specifically, I've seen it um, a just being more in more like photographer groups, mm-hmm. but then also being on uh, a lot of like. I knew it was a big problem when I started seeing like big name YouTubers in the photography community. Yep. Uh, start to talk about this which is uh like gear theft and like yo like i'm a victim of it uh and you know what's funny i and yo i remember when that i I remember seeing that post i was like yo like i want to talk to ruben about this because i remember that but then i also just seeing it i feel like it's well a because we're in a pandemic and the wolves is out here but also just in general like yo Photography is not a cheap game to be in. Like, I put photography up there as far as, like, the kind of the kind of hustle. Being a photographer is very similar to being a DJ. In the yeah. sense of, yo, if you know what it is that I... If you know what my hustle is, you know that part of my hustle means I am almost always carrying around a minimum of $5,000 worth of gear on me. At almost all times. It's, yo, like, sometimes even more. Even more. But the minimum is like on the low end on some like, yo, I'm about to just go walk around downtown Providence and just like randomly take pictures. You know I got at least five grand on me. Easy. There's an easy five grand like on my body or in my car. Right? So the same thing goes for DJs where it's like, yo, like you know I got the whole like house party set up just on deck. Ready to go. Ready to go. So if you know if you know where I'm at, you catch me, you know, catch me sipping, whatever. So I started to see it more, and this is where it, it caught my attention. Once I started seeing like a lot of um like YouTubers mm-hmm. with like you know mi- like millions of followers on uh millions of sub- um subscribers, and they're talking about yeah, like I was selling, like there was one dude, he was like, yo, I was selling my, my like black magic camera mm-hmm. to some guy on Craigslist. And I'm, you know, in good faith, he like came to my crib, which I'm like, fam. <laughs> and like, yo, the dude's like, yo, snatch and grab, just dipped on him. And I was like, yo. And then there was like another one that he, I think he was in like San Francisco, just uh, driving, driving around San Fran, mm-hmm. taking photos and stuff. And they like followed him to the crib. Yo, shit is wild out here, yo. And like, I urge all photographers to a because I know it's it's such a craft where you're so, uh, you feel like what you're doing is is like you feel like your movement is just harmless and like yo, it's it's just you know hunky dory. I'm about to go yeah. outside and take pictures of birds and like whatever, whatever. Yo, fam, like, be aware. Yeah, like. I'll tell you right now, like, nobody thinks, like, you know, as a photographer, since you carry your stuff on you, sometimes you you get careless. Very. You know, and it's not that, um, you know, you don't care about your equipment. You do. But sometimes you need to go do something real quick. So you're like, just leave that there. Mm -hmm. It should be fine because you have not experienced, uh, like, this is what happened to me, for example. I literally went to the studio to record a podcast episode. I was like, this is about to be a quick hour. I'm about to be in and out. 
it's snowing outside. Let me just leave my stuff here, run inside, record this, and mm -hmm. we out. So, um, we come back outside. My my car is levitating on blocks. Jeez. Like, you know, and then you're like, okay, they took my wheels. Okay. I'm cool with that. I got insurance for my wheels. Take my wheels. I mean, I don't, I don't care about my wheels. Mm -hmm. But you go in and you look for your stuff. All gone. Yeah. You know, and, it, and then, you know, you're like, damn, equipment's gone. Yeah. What do I work on? How do I get work? How do I, and mind you, when they, when, for, from my experience, I was in the middle of working on somebody's pictures. So you had the, yeah, the cards. So all of that was there. Mm -hmm. I had a hard drive there, you know. And you know, hard drives aren't cheap. And Ooh, they weren't yeah. cheap in those. They're a little cheaper now than mm. they were two years ago. Yeah. And um, like when I tell you, like, ah. I think, I think that nothing that happened to the car got me mad. It was more my equipment. My equipment was gone. Bro. You know what I mean? And that's a violation. Oh, of course. And the thing is, too, like, yeah, I've seen it, bro. When I tell you, I, like, I've seen it happen enough to different mm -hmm. photographers, like, a lot of photographers that I know that mm -hmm. has happened to, to where, like, I am always super aware of, like, yo, where is my camera? Like, I don't even leave my camera in the car when I go to my mom's crib. I'm like, I'm bringing it in here. I like, take it in everywhere. All the time. Everywhere. It, don't, it does not leave, unless I am home. My camera does not leave my side if we're outside. I feel that. There's no I way. That. I can't. I can't. I feel it. Like, and some people look at me like I'm crazy. Like, yo, like, like. Yo, you not, don't have to carry your camera every every time. Every, like, no, nah, no, nah. I do. If I, I if I needed to bring it out of my house, mm -hmm. and that means it needs to be next to me at all times. And most likely, I have it on me all the time. Yeah, bro. Like, I I would wear. I'll just like wear it around my mm -hmm. around my neck. I wear like a fanny pack, like just strapped around. Like, I'm not taking it. Like, home. For example, I literally came here from my house. I didn't bring my camera but mm -hmm. had i been going somewhere else after this oh yeah cameras with me. it's it, at all times at all times um and i think yo like yeah you just got to be like just super aware be super um conscious of those things i've been in that i've been in the situation where i definitely thought that i was in danger of potentially needing to defend my camera where like you know you're you're walking around and somebody like, you know, you, you see the, the, the dudes that look like they up to no good. It's like, yo, man, nice camera. All right, fam. I'm going to keep walking. If you come towards me, see. I'm, I'm going to have to, then there's going to be something else. Because, yeah. yo. Gladly, that has never happened to me. Like, you know, you get you get people asking about the camera, but then I'd be like, like, you know what I mean? I guess, I, guess I, I don't know if I look a certain way where they're not like. You're definitely way more intimidating than I am. 100%. I wouldn't say that. You want to? You are one hundred percent way more intimidating. Than I wouldn't me. say that. But, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I've never had to run into that. That where yeah. somebody was like, "Yo, nice camera," like on on some slick shit. Oh, of course. Like you know, but I also probably like kind of react to the slick talk. Like you know, like I grew up in Manhattan, so I 
I understand the way. Oh, of course. You know, I I can tell the temperature. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and that's why for me, yeah, and I think that's where whenever I've ever encountered that, I can tell when the temperature's off. Mm-hmm. There were a few times where it seemed like it was off, but so I was always like, you just you just know from uh, like natural upbringing, muscle memory. You know, like, hey, if I show any sign mm-hmm. of of shakiness. This could turn left. I just got to, yo, just it's stay like solid, keep moving, do what it's you got to like do. like a tiger. Yeah. Or like, exactly. You know, a dog, yep. Even a dog. Yo, don't. Sense a little bit of. You ain't sensing. No, I'm not going to show you no fear, no nothing. Nice camera. Yo, appreciate it, bro. whole situation. Hey, appreciate it, bro. And you just keep going. Yep. So, I mean, that's where, again, just, yo, all photographers, all create, yo, DJs, anything that, any hustle, any grind that involves just having valuable items on you at all times please be careful and to the people that are thinking of doing death you never know what you run into oh man yeah i'm just letting you know like you know things can't can can go sour for you if you attempt to you know rob some people you know of course because you know nowadays things aren't easy Mm mm-hmm and let's just say people are ready. Oh, yeah. Of course. People are definitely ready for whatever is to happen. Well, 100%. 100%. I, th- I think that's where now we're seeing a lot more just, whether it's security mm-hmm. systems, whether it's just different um, self-defense protocols, all of those things. It's all there. So, yeah, definitely just some, something to keep an eye out for. Uh, what are we even talking about? Uh, having you here. Definitely want to talk about music. Okay. Yes. I, music. Uh, I love music. The first music thing is life. Music is life. You you ain't never lie. The first thing that I did want to talk about is because it's mm-hmm. I feel like this is like a good like two or three part topic piece. Okay. The first one being Drake turning down all of his Grammy nominations. I have a wild theory on that. Uh What's your, what's your theory? What are you thinking about that? And Christina already shut it down, but... Oh, word? I'm going to keep it going, because, you know... Okay. In case, you know... <laughs> Spew, spewing the propaganda just, from the Spark Up no, podcast no, no, over just, here. I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying that, for some reason, the... Well, especially the rap album of the, of the year. Uh-huh. Drake drops. It, and Kanye is in the same... Same category. Uh huh. Two, they just dropped their beef. Mm, yeah. So I was, and this this has no no backing. No, this is just a theory. Yeah. I'm just throwing a theory out, out yep. there. It's not nothing proven. Nothing. So don't hold me to anything. But you know, they just squash their beef, right? Uh-huh. Kanye hasn't won a Grammy since before Best Rap Album, I want to say, either 2013 or 2012. Was it Pablo? No. But no. Then, no what what no. got it? What got the what, what got the um, Grammy for him? I don't remember, but I think it was 2013. Oh, um, Dark Twisted Fantasy? That was 2012. Yeah. Uh, my, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I think, was... I thought that was... You're probably right. Yeah, it was my, my yeah my beautiful dark my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That was that yeah, was runaway runaways yeah. and mm-hmm. on that um yeah 
Yeah, so Damn, that was that the was last time he won years ago. for rap album of the year. Yeah. So Drake's in the same category. Drake won two years ago? Mm. With Scorpion. With Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And he also won for uh, Song of the, the, the Year. And he did that speech on on if you if you've been nominated, you're already here. Oh yeah, you won already. You won already. Yeah. So me, I'm thinking that, you know, as part of that dropping the beef with Kanye, Kanye, is your chance to to win nominations on on the Grammys because Kanye hasn't won in a long time. Maybe it's a friendly gesture. Do you think do you think Drake so you think Drake getting out of the way of that, do you think Kanye is open lane? Who else is nominated in that one? Is it J. Cole? But you but you know I I personally that's my winner of that category. Personally. But but the way the mechanics work and the numbers work, Kanye's in that category. They're gonna give it to Kanye. Yeah, I mean that's just you know yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think the Grammys really validate our culture. So, I mean, I I can totally see it's, Kanye winning it. Yeah. Because However, if Kanye doesn't win, it goes out the window. But there. Yeah, of course. But I mean, if he wins, it kind of has some. It does have validity. validity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I definitely, I, mean? I think it does. Well, because I mean, the the timing of it all. Um. Because there's no reason behind behind the outside of the fact that Drake is just saying fuck the Grammys, and, and I mean additionally Kanye was also kind of been on that fuck the Grammys uh, approach. Like he, he pissed mm-hmm. in a Grammy fam, like that that was a thing that happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he pissed in the stronger Grammy because he was just like, yo, like um, yeah, fuck y'all. I I don't know, man. You know, bro. The Grammy. I'll be like, honest. The Grammys historically. Has never been a good measure of I, success for art, for art, you know, like hip hop culture. Like, bro, the first Grammy went to Will Smith, and then like they gave the grant, they gave like Macklemore, uh, album of the year over like Kendrick, Kendrick. and yeah, like yo, fam, like, like don't tell me like yo, the Grammys can. I don't know that the Grammys can ever be the true measure of what this hip hop culture is. Which is why I can totally see more and more artists be like, yo, fam, like, we don't, we don't care about what y'all up to over there. I'll tell you my honest opinion. I think both Kanye and Drake are bigger than the Grammys. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so I don't think they really need the Grammy. You know, although my, my theory is crazy, but, like, all that aside, I think they're bigger than the, the Grammys, and I don't think... I don't think um they need the Grammys for anything. Nah, I don't think so either. I if think anything, they're I think the Grammys need them. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Like the Just, Grammys one hundred percent need they need Drake and Ye and, mm-hmm. and Cole and like all of those acts more than the other way around. Now the damage that Drake is causing the Grammys by dropping out is gonna be bigger than what they think. Absolutely. You know, this is coming from an ex 
Drake hater. <laughs> I learned how to respect Drake for because no matter how much you hate Drake, you gotta respect his art. Oh, I've always you know been a fan of Drake. Ghostwriter, no Ghostwriter. He has accomplished something that even the biggest um not non not even the biggest groups of non hip hop culture. I hope I said that right. Um yeah. Has done what he, he's done. Yeah. Be, he's over the Beatles. Elvis Presley. Bro, because it, it's a vo- like, It's a vol. Because the thing with Drake, it's it's not just the quality of work, it's the volume of work. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, y'all realize, like, yo, Drake has not left the charts since, since 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else has a longer run than Drake. Yeah, he's just there. A he's lot of people say Wayne, but I think Drake got the longest run. Well, now. And I think that's where, like... Still today. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, as in... uh, Because Wayne's run was crazy. But sure. I, but that, But I think it's more so, like... Like, Drake has 100%, like, caught up and, like, run past him now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I mean by now. Um... But yeah, like one hundred percent. Like, uh, I don't think that. So that theory, I can see there being some truth. It like there is some level of truth to it mm-hmm. when thinking about the the timing of the Drake story and the Drake and Kanye make amends story. Mm-hmm. The timing of it, there is something to look at there. Like it, it's. It, like why drop drop out? Like outside of fuck the Grammys. But the thing is, is that yo, like Drake saying fuck the Grammys isn't a new thing. Like Jay Z's been saying it for a long time. Jay Z's been saying fuck the Grammys and fuck Billboard forever. Like, like he literally said this in the song. Like yo, like yo, we were looking at Billboard. Like, like yo, we, yo, we was young. We was young. We thought Billboard was cool. We grew up. We realized, nah, it's not. Is you dumb? Yeah. Like, they've been saying it. They've been saying it. So, but my thing is, though, uh, he's never taken this step. Like, and I don't think any other artist has really taken this step. So I think for Drake to take this step at the same time as the whole thing with Kanye going on, I can see there being some validity to your theory. Like, I don't know that I can shut down your theory as just like, nah, you're crazy. <laughs> like, nah, because... It, it, it is kind of crazy. But it I'm just is, saying it, but not enough that, like... Ugh. If Kanye wins, it kind of kind of holds some validity yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Simply because you dropped out with no explanation. Maybe he's going through something. Maybe. Maybe, but I mean... You know, that we don't know. I mean, you can also just still, if you win the award, yo, mail it to me. And I'm I'm in Toronto. Kanye already posted my address, so you know where to send it. Like, <laughs> the biggest estate in Canada. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's crazy. Too. Yeah, yo, fam. Um, but now, kind of talking about this whole Drake and Kanye make amends, um, 
the yeah, the timing of all that is just nuts. It's to making me. you think. And no, no like, it, you know, it does. Like, it does. Like something is up. There's definitely something that's strange. Like, you know, first you got Kanye going on Drink Champs, then you know him and um Kim or him. No, and um Jay Prince. Oh yeah, dropped yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That um, it almost looked like a hostage video. Like he was reading off these notes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like yeah. that, the first thing I thought, yo, they got Kanye yeah. sequ- sequestered. They're about to ask for a ransom or some shit. Yeah. Because it looked crazy. Yeah. And just knowing that, you know, Jay Prince is back in Drake, it was like, yo, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. After the the whole um, Drink Champs episode. Yeah, to find out is part of the rollout to tell everybody Drake and Kanye squash the beef. Mm-hmm. They squash the beef. They having a, a concert. Uh, they having a concert. The free free You, you see where I'm going? This is why for me it feels like it's part of a it's rollout. A, it's a alley. It's like alley oop. Like yeah. okay, we're, we're gonna squash squash this beef. I'm gonna give you the Grammy nod because we know our albums is gonna be on it. You will win because. Kanye, yeah, you know, and now we we can coexist without beefing. That's that's just a, my wild theory. I agree. I mean, I can I can see, and I think that's where, for me, when it comes to any sort of conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. uh, it isn't about like proving the theory to be one hundred percent right. It's just kind of like, is there enough in there to like pique your suspicion to be like facts? And that's where I feel like this this theory falls into it, where I'm just like, if it was just Drake, like let's say if they didn't make amends, if there wasn't the photo with him and Jay Prince, if they weren't doing this concert together, if it wasn't any of those things, you could 100% take this theory and like throw it out the window, be like, nah, ain't no way. But Drake, we would have been saying Drake is going through something. Yeah, yo, Drake is going through something, or Drake is just like really, really reaching new levels of yo, fuck the Grammys. Which, sure. which again, Kudos to him because Drake is 100% bigger than the Grammys. Uh, so I think that's where, when you put in all of those things, the theory of, yo, Drake is giving it up to give Kanye a clearer lane to get some W's at the Grammys. Because again, like... Yo, I'm going I'm to I'm even name it right now. It's called Saving, Saving Kanye West. Yo. All the... All the all the stuff that has been happening with President Trump, all that, you know, you lost a big chunk of your fan base. Yeah. Then it's it's you a, have this rollout on top of that, the Kim K divorce. I think that's mm-hmm. all fake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. That's, that's bullshit. Hey. To me, to me it's all fake. No, I'm with you. So is you know, now a few now he's fighting for his family. Think about it like They're this. Tr- trying to make Grammy week, th- him and Kim are going to get back together. <laughs> Grammy week, he will get back with Kim Kardashian. They'll be like, oh, we finally made amends. Yeah. Pete Davidson it's and good. him will have like a little skirmish in, yeah. a, in a parking lot. That's my wife. Get away from my wife. 
She needs the mother to come of my back kids. Hear me? Like, <laughs> the mother of my kids. I want her and us to be together. Now Kanye looks like the hero. Yeah. And you then know? and big ups to, to them if they if this even does happen. Shout outs to them. Yeah. That, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean to set that all up. Bro, but you have to you have to imagine too, like, yo, the Kardashians are like they they're known for for extras. They've built an entire empire on being able to orchestrate their lives to be as entertaining as humanly possible. Like it's the whole thing is a circus, so it makes me. It, I mean, it makes total sense for me I'm, for it to be like. I'm just thinking part of like the a Kardashian. Yeah, from what I know, based on the Kardashians, it's a my circus. Theory, my theory is not too crazy. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> no, because it all it. I think again, the reason why the th- the thing that de- makes a theory not crazy is that because there's no. Uh, clear reasoning for why drake would say i'm out mm-hmm. uh it would leave us the general public to now figure out okay who benefits the most from drake saying i'm take me out of the grammys i'm giving up all my nominations who benefits the most from him and drake making amends and who benefits the most from all of that happening when we're also going to do a joint concert together? Kanye West. I'm just saying. I'm so, so I think so you, hey, you're kind of on my boat now. No, nah, no, nah, I am. I am. You, def- you definitely have, you got me on this one. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty with you. sure a lot of people out there are like, damn, that kind of. It know. makes sense. But yo, because who benefits from it? Who benefits from Drake doing it? Because y'all can't just tell me it's just, a, yo, Drake saying fuck the Grammys. Like, yeah, I get it. Drake is bigger than the Grammys. But if it's something that really no other artist has done before, then uh, I'm not, like, there has to be some reasoning behind it. And maybe there is a good reason. There might be, but, I'm just like, saying, like, if this is all to help Kanye, shout outs to him. Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, bro, it's not like Drake... Yes, Drake is the biggest biggest artist in the world, but he's he's not an independent artist. Like his label still wants him to win Grammys. Like there for sure, there is still some level of you gotta do. But again, I think Drake is at a level where he don't need the Grammys. Oh, he don't. And need he it. knows that, and he knows that the Grammys needs him. Absolutely, he he has all the leverage for. And Drake has the leverage in every business dealing I'm and gonna, music. Let me give you another. Uh oh. Drake will host a Grammy soon because they're gonna they're gonna get on their knees and be like, Drake, we want you to host. I I can see it happening, but not on a year that he's dropped an album. It would be it, it couldn't be on a year that he yeah, drops an album. It would be like because that would void him out. Exactly. Well, I mean, because he's already voided himself out. So I mean, for all we know, like I mean, for all we know, we'll probably never see Drake in the Grammys again. I mean, that's like, not all the way true because Cardi B was nominated for AMA and she won one. Copy. Okay. So that's possibly not a. It's po- It's possibly not. It, it couldn't be presented by him. Yeah. To him. I mean, I that that'd be kind of crazy. Like, 
best album of the year goes to me, me. by me. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That'd be crazy. So, and, you know what I mean? Yeah. On that aspect, I think they would make somebody else give them the award. Well, I mean, I, and I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they, because the grant, like. They're losing steam. They yeah they're losing so they need to find but they've been losing steam but here no, no but since the um Kendrick Lamar Macklemore thing they lose the, the, the decline's been steep yeah no one hundred percent but I you also think have to that remember. was one point where where a lot of the chunk of of people that would watch the the Grammys that were. I want to say hip hop fans. That's what I was gonna say. We're like, nah, we, fam, we good. Yeah, we good we're here. Pulling we're, out. Yeah, we we good. We're, we're we're chilling here. We pulling out like we, you know what I mean. But I think we that's good. where like the bigger question that needs to be asked is how much does the Grammys really care about hip hop? It's leverage, though. No, and that's where that leverage. But that's where, and I think that's where an artist like Drake comes into play, and I think that's where an artist like Drake. Because you need to, for you to have, for hip hop to have any leverage in any sort of like music conversation, it's no different. Like you need, you need Drake at the forefront of that. Similar to when uh, hip hop was saying, yo, fuck the billboard charts. We're not like, that's mm-hmm. not, the billboard doesn't tell you who's hot in hip hop. We, we needed Jay to say that. And he did. Mm-hmm. So that's where now you need Drake to be the one to say, Yo, these Grammys ain't shit. It's not about the Grammys. It ain't about this. And I think he is able to serve both that purpose and the purpose that you talked about with, yo, but I'm also going to give the alley-oop to Kanye West because it's going to help bring his profile back. Not only that, but you you have this show that's going to, you know, it's like a happy moment. Exactly. So... I could see that. I could see that. I mean, for those that are like, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> Don't mind me. This is just me speculating, just throwing the- shit at the Theorizing, man. You know, that's you all know? we do. Um, sticking to music, uh, and this is, I mean, I, I think I talked about this last week a little bit as well, and I feel like it's also one of those topics in music that it's not going to go away for a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to ask me who won the... the um- the versus battle, Bone Thugs are. Oh my goodness! Because I'll tell you right now, I think Bone Thugs won. You think Bone Thugs won that? I'm not doing this with you. You think Bone Thugs won that battle? For sure. For sure. Just, just simply because of the fact that three six wasn't that far off. If they they won, and they have a longer career span yeah but I, I yo i the argument of like juicy j played dark horse yeah nah he's wild yeah think about that no that's, well, a, that's that's you you ever seen a school fight and the kid is losing and then he starts he's just thought yeah that was that no i i felt that way when i heard when he Definitely when I started hearing a lot of the Juicy J bangers, and I'm like, yo, we, like. Think about it. Like, when, when he did Band to Make a Dance and bought Lil Wayne out, I was like, yo, fam. Like, Think about it. They yeah. had to bring Terrence J to yep. that stage to save. Terrence Howard? 
Yeah. <laughs> yo, no, nah, um, but they might as well have brought out Terrence J at that point. I'm not gonna hold yo, you. Like, yeah, that was wild. Like, I'm sorry. Yo, I'm a, like being real. Let's be real. Who wanted to see t- Terrence Howard on that stage? Yo, the, the who, who in the crowd like crazy? <laughs> like, oh yo, my god! Yo, Ter- I'm no, not gonna lie. Yo, dude, yo, I'm not gonna. Yo, when Three, Terrence when Terrence Howard hit the stage, the crowd was so mid. Like, yo, they were not really. Like, now, now the the crowd's participants when um, Bone Thugs brought out Chameleonaire was different. It okay. felt different. The only the only O I had on that side was Lil Wayne, and it was for yeah, the Juicy J track. But other than that, <sighs> what memorable what memorable part of the? Think about it. I right, right. I I'm, I'm oh, not man. I'm I'm and it, yo at first when I was asked this question I was like man Bone Thugs got a good catalog, but damn. Three six been there, you know. It's like, but I don't, I don't buy. So the thing for me is, I don't feed heavily into uh, length of catalog because of the fact that, like, damn, versus is twenty versus twenty. I don't okay. care. Like, I don't care if you got like, you could have. Well, I didn't get to twenty. But. Nah, I definitely didn't get to twenty. But that's where I'm like, yo, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like twenty versus twenty. So for me, it's like. If it's 20 versus 20, if it's 10 versus 10, whatever it's going to be, fam, I don't care how long your catalog is. Is your 20 going to be harder than mine? And that's why I feel like yeah. there are some rappers and some artists where I'm like, yo, they could have a hard-ass 20. Mm-hmm. Like, And also, the music's different. And the music is different. You know, Bone Thugs is harmonizing, talking gangster lyrics. Yo, they... Just, yeah. Think about it. It's to. Three six should have mopped them. Should have. Three six should have. They like they didn't. really should have like. And this is what definitely one of those verses where like, I definitely, I felt because I felt like three six won, but not by a lot, and they should have won by a lot. No, and that's the now, and that's think the about the part. point where Busy Bone throws a water bottle at him. Right. <laughs> that what 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 started that whole like outside of the. Oh, Just yeah, in that yeah, battle, what y'all, started that? Yeah, yeah, y'all wasn't. Yo, it was the. Uh, you, you seen they was dancing around, yeah, doing all, mocking them and shit. Like yo, fam. Now we he was like, yo, don't mock me. After 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 that moment happened, it was never done again. Oh no, nah, it got quiet. It got real quiet on that side. You know, I'm just I'm just pointing out the obvious. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it got super quiet. You know, and then as the battle went on. Bone Thugs was still in that pocket. They yeah. were still harmonizing together. Busy Bone was out for like three songs. Yeah. He was off stage for three songs. You didn't even notice that he was gone. Oh, no, because they were still doing their thing. They, they went still, right back to it. They, 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 they understood the assignment. Like, we, we getting back to our think shit. Think about it. And I felt like Juicy J and 3-6 was, was just kind of ad-libbing well, it a was, lot of the time. Because it was, it was 100% like... Like I'm Juicy J and this is Three Six Mafia, and we are. <laughs> You're onto something. Though. Like, like I will say they they try to take the uh, they try to take the the Jada Kiss and like Locks approach mm-hmm. of like yo like you're gonna lead us through this, but Ju- Juicy ain't Jada, 
and that's yeah, like that's a different. Now, now you see where I'm coming from. So, like, I'm coming from a hip hop head, knowing the yeah. level of the songs oh, they played, and then when, for example, when um um Notorious Thugs came on, yes, like, yeah, that's that's or a, when when um. I, Number two podcast I think I saw it. Oh no, no. Um that was two songs before that. Um but long story short, when when they were playing their songs, mm-hmm. the crowd reaction was different. Well it's because they also had like if you like I do a lot of concerts and the way you know mm-hmm. artists is in my book, artists is popping, the more phones you see out. Mm-hmm. The more people are like into that artist. The thing too with um, Bone Thugs, I mean, granted, Three Six was a longer, had more long, had like a longer span career, mm-hmm. but Bone Thugs's peak was much higher than Three Six's peak. Exactly. Like, there's no question about that. So let's like, say, let's say for those. Those six years that they were heavy, yeah. And for the twenty years, them six years covered the twenty years three six had. Oh yeah, no, because even they, even bro, though they were broken up, but still, but even though yeah. Juicy J would continue to make music, yeah, busy. I mean, um, Lazy Bone didn't even get into his his own. No, bag. they they kept the straight bone thugs. That's one thing that I will say. They kept it like to yo. This is our shit. This but, is what yeah. we here for. Um, what's, before we get on to like our next, uh, music topic, mm-hmm. what, what are, cause I've, I've, I've met, I've talked about some like versus battles that I would love to see. Mm-hmm. What are some verses that like, that you feel like that haven't happened that you feel like are, would be like an amazing pairing? Cause I have a few in my mind. Damn, that's a good ass question. Obviously. That we'll actually see because I don't think we'll Drake, ever see. We'll, we'll never see Drake Hove. versus Kanye. Yep. Drake versus Wayne. Drake Wayne, Wayne versus. Great. Yeah. That'd be Wayne awesome. versus. I don't think I can put like anybody else but Drake or Kanye. Mm, yeah, I feel like those three could only really go up against one another. I definitely would want to see the. Um. It would have been dope if Prodigy was still alive to do a CNN versus Mob Deep. See now we're talking. Crazy. See now we, yo, and um, I, honestly, I feel like it takes a real, like that's a real hip hop head shit to like even like think about CNN mm-hmm. because yo, like a lot, like one that's of the greatest one, albums of all time is the War Report. Yeah, bro, bro, because I think like that's just one of those like. Uh, Capone and Noriega is just one of those like uh, duos that like don't they don't get enough credit for just how fire their existence was. Because <laughs> like, people, anytime people think of Nori, they only think about um, like Super Thug. You know what I'm saying? I'm just and, like like one of the hardest. Like yo, Finn, one of the like, hardest songs that Nori's on is T O N Y. Yo, which is C N N. Top of yes. top of New York, like. Yo, come on, That's like, there's so like much, like, hip-hop, like, 
purest is on every purest list. Yeah, that bloody money. Like, yo, there's just so much. And I'm just like, yo, fam, like, y'all should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all need to like just brush up on y'all hip hop. That would be crazy. It's when that that beat drops. Bro, yeah, that'd be fire. Um, I would love to see. I mean, Grant, like, I don't think Hope will ever do one, which is why I never pair him up with anyone ever. But because um, I also don't know that he could ever be defeated in the verses. I'll be honest. Actually, I did one with DMX, and I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think we. It when, wouldn't. I don't know if you've seen my. I know, no, no, I do. I remember. Back, I remember. Back, I peeked. I peeked at it of, of the of pandemic. COVID. I know. I, I saw you post about it on Twitter, and I remember. Uh, y'all, I, I like. I peeked in it for mm-hmm. a minute. My thing is just like, realistically speaking, the issue with a J versus DMX versus mm-hmm. in a twenty versus twenty is that we've like we lost too many good years from DMX due to just like his own his own For personal sure. struggles and his demons which is why like when you you can't put him up against someone like Jay who can who's like who's 20 is all nuclear bombs it's like a, a concentrated but 20 of nukes I'm telling you like we went 50 songs 50? 50 songs 50 versus 50? And ain't no way dead serious man Yo, well, I think I think the battle's still up on my page. No, nah, we'll probably we'll, look we'll, it up. No, nah, we'll, but I'm telling you, like, we went fifty. I went fifty solid st- songs. You can go before know. before. Yo, yeah, I try not to even use like his crazy hits. Like I was just hitting them off with like B sides and and like you know they held against a lot of those songs. No, and they can. I'm not saying that they you wouldn't. Know, I'm not saying that they wouldn't. My thing is that. Yeah, I remember DMX, probably the only rapper to to drop two, two, three platinum albums within a within, within a, year a year span. span. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. Um, the the thing about again, the thing about is ho- like Hov's twenty to thirty to forty to fifty mm-hmm. are all hits, a side like bangers. Sure. And that's the and that's where I think it, it gets a little difficult to go to put Hove against anyone. It's not that any it's not that he would fifty and O every artist mm-hmm. or twenty and O every artist. Not the case. Cause I still bro, there's there's some DMX shit that it's like, nah, like you I'm sorry, Hove. <laughs> like I can't I'm I I'm taking X. But it's just more so like no, nah, like the at the end of like what like at the end of the series, it'll likely go to hope. It's kind of where I where I land with it. I feel. I'm also I, I that's all. It's also my New York bias. Yes, it is there. I yes. <laughs> there there is there is some bias there. I would yeah. Tell you that. But I don't disagree with you that Hove will most likely win, and not only no, well by popular demand also. Well, yeah, and that's and that's you know, where it becomes it's versus, and then and then you have to go by that uh, popular demand. Um, I wouldn't put Hov anyway. I do. I did one hundred percent love DMX versus Snoop Dogg. I thought that shit was amazing. That was amazing. Like that was easily mm-hmm. that was one of my favorite verses. I mean, arguably Snoop Dogg could definitely go against Jay Z. Yes, absolutely. The, yeah, the yeah, longevity. Oh yeah, there. no, he could. 
The track list is there. Bro, do I want to see it? No. No. (laughs) And it's not because I just feel like that's not something I want to see. Yo, that's the great. Yo, do I want to see it? No. But would it, like, could it, like, could it happen within reason? Yeah. But, like, would I want to, like, watch that shit? Nah. Nah, I wouldn't. I definitely still watch, but uh, yeah, but I don't it's watch but it. it's I don't I don't wanna. Like, I didn't ask for it. I think that's where it would yeah it turns into like hip hop homework. I'm just like mm-hmm. like I don't really want to watch this, but like all right, I'm gonna watch this. Um, but yeah, I think the one like one matchup that I talk about that I would love to see because I would love to see Busta Rhymes in the verses. But with who? I will die on this hill. That I truly believe Busta Rhymes could go up against LL Cool J, and it be an amazing like that, and that would be an amazing versus. I'm gonna go even crazy. I think Busta Rhymes could go against Eminem. See, that's wild. Okay, I don't know how I feel about Eminem. And Busta Rhymes would still win. Oh, of course. I think Busta Rhymes would would, would be him. I think, but Busta Rhymes could be a like yo. His, and I think it was funny. He had mentioned in when he was at the verses for I think it was for the the Fat Joe and uh, Ja Rule verses yeah. where he said, uh, "No, no, no! It was the the Rock Kim. No, not Rock Kim. I I need to see Rock Kim in the verses. But um, it was no, no, no. KRS One and Big Daddy Kane. Okay. Um, that one. Well, Buster Rhymes was in the audience and like they asked him, Yo, like." When are you gonna do a versus? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've had five opponents turn turn me down already. Cause they, they don't because they don't really want that bus to smoke. It's really not the easiest smoke to handle. I do feel like someone like and off the top, people are like, what songs does Busta have? But it's a lot. It's a lot. Yo, fam, it's a lot. Like it's a lot. Yo, do you realize how long of a day is gonna be when somebody like <laughs> what do you do when he starts playing like Janet Jackson tracks? What it's gonna be. Yo, like, what, what's gonna happen? Then? Like, what do you do when he when he starts playing? Not uh, even when once he gets in the dangerous bag. Looking, look at my um, look at what my eyes can see. Yo, what like once he starts getting into all of that, he starts getting into the Kavassi, the yeah. Pastor Karasier, yeah, like Touch it. uh, fucking victory. Like, yo, this Fire. is too much. Fire, yeah, nah, it's too much. It's too much. It, it is too much. He has a lot. He Eat has up. a lot. Yo, that Annie Up remix, uh, will oh gets played. It's goaded, bro. It's it's insane. You go to go- a dance competition, it still gets played, bro. Every time I hear even that, even after you got served, I every time I hear that shit, I want to throw a chair. <laughs> it's I, I want to throw a chair. Anytime I hear attention, please attention, please. Oh, I'm up. <laughs> this shit here about, about to make to the whole entire world collapse. WWE and shit, <laughs> real quick. Motherfucker. Like, yeah, forget it. I'm wilding. Um, yeah. But Buster Rhymes is a tough one. Like, that's a super tough, um, super tough out. I'm I'm interested to see. I would love to see him and LL. Like, that's like a matchup that I I would love to see, like just matched up. One that I would really love to see as well. Mm-hmm. And this is where uh my my Queen's bias comes into play. I would love to see two Queens legends go at each other in Nas. I would love to see Nas versus 50. 
I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, the Dipset locks was really supposed to be Dipset Genie. Yeah, but 50 ain't... I, 50 think, ain't doing shit about with that. G- no, that, it, it, that would have been a better matchup. It would have been, but the thing is, uh, A, it would have been a better matchup for sure. I can I can certainly say that, um, but I think that like fifty is fifty just ain't fucking with these dudes no more. Yo. <laughs> like he, like he's that, making that power money. He's yeah, money. and I think even when when he was asked about versus because they definitely asked him about if he would do a versus with Ja Rule, he said no. Absolutely not. They'll be throwing the, chairs. Exactly. He um he said he would do a versus with Snoop, but Snoop already did one. With DMX, I would love to see him do one with Nas, as like the two kind of like the two two of the biggest. Well, Nas being the biggest artist out of Queens, and like Fifty being up mm-hmm. there, because yo that Fifty run. When you look at Fifty's twenty, like you look at his catalog, he has an insane twenty. Because when you think about that Fifty Cent run and how crazy it was when Fifty Cent hit. To the point it's that, like, one of the biggest runs of hip hop, bro. He literally I, shut down New York City for like a couple years. It was like, yo, no one else is coming out. I am like, I'm here. Him, him, and some people disagreed, but I think he might have a slightly longer run than Wayne. Slightly longer. Fifty? Yeah. Because um, Wayne was 2012. To, I mean, 2005, 2012. 50 was two, 99, 2000 to, to about 2008. So I think it depends on when you count the start of 50's run. Power if, of the dollar. If you don't count power of the dollar. So that's what, okay. You're so, not a r- real fan, mm-hmm. like fan of, you know, you don't know the storyline. Exactly. Like, so it depends on when you count his run. For me, as like, when 50 Cent was first coming out, like I was still living in Queens, New York. I counted as like, Kind of like what you said, 99, 2000-ish, when for me, I'm seeing the 50 Cent for President, like the the mixtapes is like flooding the block. It's everywhere. Everyone's talking about this 50 Cent shit. It's all over the place. That's when I, so the, I start to run around that same time because uh, Get Rich or Die Trying doesn't come out until like 2001, I believe. 2000, 2002. 2002. So that's real. And then that's when like, the masses are like mm-hmm. exposed to that run. The first time I heard Fifty Cent was so it was two thousand one actually two thousand yeah because I bought a a DJ Funk Flex uh Hot ninety seven mixtape you know the yep they used to sell mm-hmm. those in New York yeah I went to New York yeah. over at uh, like Canal Street you just get you know get your joints or like at the it bodegas literally. Right outside a Chinese yep. um, restaurant, the guy was sitting out there selling CDs. It was like four or five for twenty. Mm-hmm. So we, my brother, grabbed grabbed a few CDs, and I grabbed the free CD. Mm-hmm. And you know, on the way back, that's what I listened to. And it was there was a a few songs actually. There was a freestyle on there by Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what song was on it, but it was a Fifty song. That's how I started learning about Fifty, and then started like trying to find. Um, back then, I don't know. It was it was Star Something dot com that you could watch videos and 
listen to to new songs. Mm-hmm. This is like the pre. Um, it's like the early, early ages of the internet. Hip, um, that pip. Yeah. Early that pip. Yep. Basically, and you could go on there and watch videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and um, it was almost like a torrent. Yeah. Of of songs and stuff, and um, I used to just look. 50 cent, 50 cent, 50 cent, 50 cent. Dude, yeah. Like, that 50 run was crazy. So I think I would I would love to see 50 universes. I think that's something that does need to happen. Um, sticking on to music, uh, Astro World, Catastrophe. Um, I don't know if you saw, so the latest on this is that I didn't get to watch the Charlemagne. I haven't seen the whole thing either. I haven't okay. seen the whole the whole Charlemagne interview yet. Um, I've only seen clips of it. I still need to watch the whole thing. My two two biggest things I think to take away as far as just like where this story is mm-hmm. is a uh, this thing is up to almost three thousand lawsuits in total, oh, and it's gonna keep going. and it'll keep going up for sure. Um, I saw some clips of. The Charlemagne, the interview that Travis Scott did with Charlemagne about it, um, where he's just, you know, coming off as sympathetic. You know, he's just like, yo, you know, feel my, my heart's with the families, all this stuff. I'm here, all this, whatever. Uh, and I think my big, and then like, it was the story of him, because he does the interview with Charlemagne on one end. And then on the other end, he's saying that he doesn't feel like he's responsible for any of this and wants all the lawsuits to be dismissed. Like that's what he's calling for now. Uh which is nuts. But the uh, I'll let you finish because I, I have Well like what well, like do I do I feel like he's responsible? Mm-hmm. Um so tough so it's it's tough. It's tough to say if he's responsible because here's the the kind of the caveats to this mm-hmm. uh if it was i think the reason why he, i don't feel so when i say that he's responsible mm-hmm. it's not that he's responsible from the end of because i feel like people when they think about this astro world um catastrophe they think about travis scott the man who's on stage performing the artist mm-hmm. right that's not who I think is responsible. Okay. I don't think that person's responsible because it's no different than when people try to say, yo, Drake is responsible. Yo, fam, he's an artist. He is on the stage. He is there to make his money and he's gone. Like he mm-hmm. this is this doesn't concern him. It doesn't concern the artist on the stage because that's not their responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, where I find who I find responsible is who is at the head of this event? This wasn't something that happened at Rolling Loud, mm-hmm. where you would go after the organizers of Rolling Loud. This wasn't Coachella, where you're going to go after the organizers of Coachella. Mm-hmm. This was Astro World Fest, which is Travis, Travis Scott. So it isn't that. So that's why for me, it's like no, like I don't like people who are like, yo, he's not responsible. Well. No, the, the person that you're seeing on stage, the artist, yeah, the artist isn't responsible. Gotcha. Who would be responsible is 
whoever put this thing together, whoever put this show together is who is responsible. It just so happens that the person who put this show together and the person who was on stage happened to be the same person. They're one and the same. So that's where I'm like, yeah, you're responsible because this is like, they, they went to Astro World Fest. Okay, I understand your point, but this is where I'm like, I don't think he's responsible because, well, he has some responsibility, obviously. Yeah. You know, he's not going to get off clean. However, and I don't want to say this in the wrong way because I don't want to offend nobody. I know this is a touchy uh-huh. subject, um, but Travis Scott goes and hires Live Nation. Mm, yeah. To hire these mm-hmm. security companies and these other people to work the show. Travis Scott's going to make it so it's easy for him to come out on stage and do his part. Absolutely. It just happens that, obviously, his name is attached to both entities. The promoter and he's also the artist. But Live Nation is the overhead of that. Then on top of that, they're the ones that hire the security companies. The, you know, Travis Scott has nothing to do with what happens at the venue. Of course not. But all right, well, you bring the crowd, obviously. Yeah. So that that's where I feel like he has the fault. The crowd he brings in. Yeah. The type of people he brings in. But I do think that we're 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 skipping a big part of the fault, and the fault goes to the consumer. Mm. Right, because now, now you potting. okay? Because had it been that these people were at a concert and acting like you're at a concert instead of trying to ru- rush everybody mm-hmm. in, this had would have not happened. Yeah, you know. So there's a big chunk of the responsibility that has to go to the 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 event goers you know because like i don't like the whole thing like you get like yeah you got hurt at this concert and it's not your fault but there's some fault that those people in that crowd have to take yeah because travis scott was on stage stage he was not in that crowd. True, true. So therefore, just blaming Travis Scott is like it's to me it's it's lazy. You know, to sit there and say, Well yeah, he you know mm-hmm. Okay. Because of the fact that there's so many moving parts to what happened. And to just literally sit there and try to switch Travis Scott is really because of a name. So you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody wants a. They got hurt. They want their bills paid. They want, you know, some families even lost people. Yeah. God rest the dead. You know, I, my hearts go to them. But also, these these party goers, these event goers, have to learn how to go to these events and not rush. Like it was a tragedy the whole thing around 
Did you see the videos how how they was running into the place? Oh yeah, it was fucking terrible. You know what I mean? But that that's all been there's a blind eye there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people have turned the blind eye to that aspect that the party goer has, you know. But the customer is never wrong. I think mm. that's what happens. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, and now this man is is going through these crazy lawsuits that he probably can't even he's not going to be able to recover from well i don't I mean, know i it's tough you know but it's nobody's tough. gonna book travis scott for at least a year or two from here on now oh yeah it'll be a bit it'll you know be I mean? a bit before so before we're seeing happy nike travis pulled scott. out from from travis I, scott's brand you know what i mean so it's it's a big hit you know it's like saying oh he deliberately went out and tried to harm these people. Mm, yeah. And I don't think I don't think that's I don't the think case. so either. I don't think so. But either. this is how the story is being covered. Yeah. This is why I'm like, yo, at what point we're gonna say we go, we as a community gonna be like, okay, well Travis Scott has a percentage of this. Mm-hmm. As it's not a hundred. But like it's, it's not a hundred, but mm-hmm. you know, he let's say for example I, in my opinion, I think it goes 50-50. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, Tra- I can agree Travis with that. Travis Scott, Live Nation, yeah. and all of them take 50% of that hit, and the, the event goers have to take that second. And this is just me observing. I'm not a lawyer. I don't yeah. know how that's broken down and how th- those investigations are handled. But from me looking at the videos, I'm like, you can't just blame Travis Scott. Oh no, 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 no. But I think that's why I that's why I say that my like where I place blame is just it's mm-hmm. on organizers and on people who are in charge of putting this thing together and it's and it's not Travis Scott alone, it's whoever's in charge exactly. of putting this thing together. Now now a lot of people don't know that he went to meet with officials mm-hmm. to make this run smoother. Yeah. So he took the right steps to Try to try to make this safe as possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely we, we, keep we keep won't it covered for a few years. Oh yeah, 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 it'll it'll be. I don't think that's something that'll get resolved anytime mm-hmm. soon, at all. Um, next topic, and probably not one that I want to speak on too long, but I think it's just interest. I mean, it's something that it tugged my heartstrings. Um. Nick Cannon. Uh, so just, uh, just rest in peace on the you know passing of like Nick Cannon's sure. son. Um, I think the part like why I wanted to just kind of touch on this a little bit is just kind of like as content creators, uh, when your your life is you know part of your life is involved mm-hmm. in like yo I'm speaking into a microphone on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. When things happen to you, you feel inclined to like yo I gotta. I got to tell my audience because this is where, you know, I do my thing and like they support me. So I have to be open to them. So him talking about that, something that like just, it struck a chord because I'm like, yo, like, yeah, like that's what we do. Like we, we have to be transparent, be vulnerable with our stuff. Um, so yeah, just, yo, just rest in peace and thoughts and prayers uh, to Nick Cannon and his family. 
Like, it was, I mean, I, I've heard the clip. And it's just, it's sad. Oh, yeah, it's sad. It's heartbreaking. No, I, I don't, I don't have any, any kids. Yeah. But I, I have nieces and nephews. So mm-hmm. at, to some capacity, I understand the feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so for me, I'm like, man, that, that must be super tough. Absolutely. Um, and then on to, so our last, last chunk of topics to talk about is just sports. Um, first thing is just Kyrie Irving is still refusing to get vaccinated, has not played this season mm-hmm. for the Brooklyn Nets. He's said that he's now, he's open to getting the, uh, this possible plant-based vaccine that's being worked on. Which I I kind of had to look it up and, you know, because you told me that we was going to cover it. Uh, so I had to look it up and I I um, I read that it's 78%, um, 78% effective. So there's still a percent. It still hasn't been approved. But if it does, it's a leeway to get him back to, to the league. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely see how how that all comes together. Um, I do love social media and Twitter calling it the impossible vaccine because I mean that's pretty if you had, um, impossible meat. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, <laughs> yo, amazing, amazing For that sure. they jumped on that so quick. Um, Twitter is a different place. Yo, that's a whole other realm. I I took it for granted for a very long time. Uh, and they're, yeah, it's just, it's wild over there. Um, and the, we're, we're getting the sequel to the fight of the century, Paul versus Woodley. That's the fight of the century? Maybe. (laughs) Yo, yo, I, I don't understand how they can keep making a mockery of boxing this way, but. I don't, I don't think at this point, I, I think the Paul. Paul Brothers are legit. You think they're legit? Legit. Like, they can go against some boxers. Mm. However, obviously their notoriety and um, their presence is going to make them go further, faster than a lot of boxers. I don't think it's unfair to nobody because them boys is fighting. You know, like them or not, it's not easy to get in a ring for 12 rounds. Oh, and, no, no, no. It's and, definitely not. you know, no shots with, with someone who has experience, somewhat experience in in some in type of combat. You no, know what I mean? of this, course. These guys are definitely athletic enough to handle that. I don't think that they're super great. They're mm. not going to be the next Muhammad Ali, the next Tyson, or even Mayweather. But they can... Ha- they can make a name for themselves. Well, no, and I think that's where... So, they... They can, but the again, it's it's a spectacle because of the fact that, yo, y'all not really... Like, A, this is also just an issue in boxing in general because I do, I do feel like if, if they were MMA fighters, mm-hmm. I guarantee you if they were MMA fighters in the UFC that they 100% would get like a title fight 
because it's the way that MMA is kind of set up is much mm -hmm. different than boxing, mm -hmm. where uh, MMA has like these has very like our have like the overlords of like mm -hmm. you know UFC and Bellator and like all this stuff where it's just like yo like you fight who we tell you to fight because you're under contract. In boxing, it's like nah like. You can pick and choose. I'm going to pick and choose my opponent and all that stuff. Um, it, you you have to have the leverage, though, first to, to be able to do that. Well, and I think that's where, for them, I don't see them ever being able to get that leverage mm -hmm. because of the fact that no credible boxer is really going to take that fight. Fair enough. Be Payday is amazing for some of those boxers. Some of them ain't making the Paul brothers money. Um... I disagree. I disagree in that. So here's here's why here's where I kind of I disagree with mm -hmm. with that notion as far as like a credible boxer, because we still haven't seen very credible active I mean, boxer. Logan Paul just fought Mayweather. Active boxer. I'm saying again, you've not seen because mind you, when he fought Mayweather. Mm -hmm. Think of all of the like first like yo we don't we we're not in the same weight class we we ain't even we're we're not okay. gonna have judges like there's like a no knockout like there's all these rules and stipulations in place here yeah there's, so that's what I'm saying like there's so there's I, I, I get what you're saying you're looking at it from the competition standpoint well if you're trying to be competitive you then know, you have to if you're trying but, to be competitive then you have to look at the competition these are the fights standpoint. that they're landing. Because Nobody has sat there and literally said, "Yeah, I want to fight one of the Paul brothers." Because Let's set that up. Because there's no, and they've been asking for opponents. Well, it's because again, like I said, credible, like, credible boxers are not taking them serious, and that's where the issue comes in play. Even if it's for a payday, any credible boxer can kind of know, "Yo, I have nothing to gain fighting the Paul, fighting one of the Paul brothers as a credible boxer trying to." Like win a world championship because if I beat the Paul, if I beat him, mm -hmm. well, I'm supposed to beat him, and I did it for the payday mm -hmm. and whatever, whatever, right? Now, but if you lose, but if I lose, I'm pretty much done. It's over. But it's but you love boxing. I I do love boxing, but it's but again it's it's. You live and you die for boxing. You do, but why that's where. Why don't you put your boxing to the test? Because they have, but that's where again, for a credible boxer, every credible every every credible boxer can like pick and choose their in in a sport where you can pick and choose mm -hmm. your opponents. You're not inclined or uh, incentivized to give the opportunity to the True. person who. But doesn't that make you just as bad as? The boxes that's doing it for the paycheck. Oh no, I'm I'm 100 in agreement that, that like yeah no no I we're 100 on the same home, page. Our hometown fighter, Hugo Andrews, been trying to score a fight with Canelo. Oh, when, and, and and the thing is, honestly, and a lot of people say, oh, like you see the arguments, like you go under threads and it says, oh, he can't even fight him. This that the 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 bro, record shows. At the end of the day, the leader. A elite fighter, I should be eligible. Absolutely. The thing about so, because I'm still very much in the early stages of better understanding boxing mm -hmm. and like you know, kind of like just training and, and like getting mm -hmm. in, to get in shape. 
So I don't know enough mm-hmm. to know uh, if I don't know enough to say like, yo, Boo Boo can beat Canelo. I mean, I it's don't. not about can he beat him. It's about why doesn't Canelo want to fight? Is that he exact? Like that's the thing. It's like you can't like I'm not because there are people who like will sit and argue like, yo, Boo's not a great fighter. He shouldn't be like you know he doesn't. He's not in the same league as Canelo. Whatever, fine. Say what y'all want. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody tell me that there is a logical reason why Boo Boo is not fighting, like why they why they shouldn't fight because they should. Mm-hmm. They really should. Under any other circumstances, and had it been this, the MMA, they would have been for. But I'm just saying. no, they would have. And the thing is, too, I said this before on a podcast mm-hmm. on a previous episode where if you think about some of the greatest like MMA fighters, like greatest like UFC like mm-hmm. legacies. Mm-hmm. Like, the perfect example that I always point to is um, Anderson the Spider Silva. Okay. Right? He has he has his, you know, great great career in, like, jiu-jitsu and all this other stuff. He, co- he goes to the UFC. He has one fight in the UFC. Right? And he fucking destroys his opponent so bad that Dana White goes and says, Yeah, you find the champ. You that nice. Yo, you find the champ. Champ, you fighting this dude here. And then he beats the champ and goes on an undefeated streak for God knows how many years. Right? That doesn't happen in boxing because there's no way in boxing that the champ would say, yo, I'm going to fight the dude who's had one fight here. I'm fighting this man. That's where boxing aggravates me Mm. because I'm like, yo, Canelo 100% should be fighting Boo Boo. All these other fights again, like, He's he's definitely just like picking and choosing the fights, and I get it. This is like what, like this is a thing, yo. But that's what Mayweather did, yo, fam. Not like Mayweather took some, like he you see. he had some fights where like I saw Mayweather get hit and was like, oh man, you might not win this one, man. And he ended up pulling him out and winning. There's there's a lot of argue, arguable fights. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. the one with Canelo is very arguable. Absolutely, no, no, but, and, but the first one. Well, the second I, one was a landslide. Well, I mean, I think opinion. also Mayweather's style of fighting will always leave room for arguments to be made. Mm-hmm. He was a very, like, he was this very, like, he was a style of fighter who understood how to gain points throughout the fight and get the W at the end. For it, sure. It was and never. You can't be mad at him. Yeah, it was, it was never the, I'm, I'm going to knock you out. It was never the, it was the, yo, I'm here to win. I'm here to win. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get my money. I'm gonna win, and yo, know, you, you, y'all have a good night. I'm not. I'm not here to play these games with you. I'm here to. I'm here to win. Get this money, uh, and and keep doing my thing. Fuck is you. Fuck is y'all talking about? And I think that's where like Canelo is like trying to go down that path. But yo, fam, I'm like yo, fight Boo Boo. Like stop. Yeah. Like stop playing this game. Yeah. If if you say you want to be the best, you are the best. But you're, dodging but you're dodging someone. And, he, like, and that's the thing, too. And, and the thing is, some people say, oh, what, what has Boo Boo done? Look at his track list. Yo, the thing... Like, you know what I mean? Two-time Olympian has not lost a fight. That's the, and, that, and you know what it is? That's the part that gets me. It's like, yo, Boo Boo is still undefeated. Mm-hmm. And, you're tell, and you're telling me, yo, you haven't beaten anybody. Like... But I'm undefeated. 31 fights. 
Yo, and yeah, and it, it like thirty one fights. Yo, fam. Yo, I haven't fought anybody. Yo, fight me. Fight me then. And he told him to his face. Yeah. Oh it yeah, yeah. Like, I saw that video. It wasn't like you know what I mean. Like oh, I'm going online. No. No, no. He pulled up. We 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 want to fight. What's up? What's up? And, and this oh, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't fight bad fighters like you. Yeah, I'm that's like, what yo, he said. Yeah, but, I saw that. But if I'm a, you know, it's a yo. If I'm a bad fighter, I'm beating everyone that's put in front of me. Mm-hmm. And you can't say the same because you got because you got some numbers in the in the loss record in the loss column. So fam, like you, come on, like I I can't. Again, I I I stick to the point. I don't know. I don't. I may not know enough to say who would win the fight, but I do know enough to say yeah. that fight should happen. At at the end of the day, you know, nobody can say exactly. who's gonna win exactly because it, it just it should happen. You go in with a plan to get punched in the face. Oh man, the great Mike Tyson you said I mean? that. Mike Tyson said it the best. Absolutely. You go into a fight, but once you get hit, the game plan changes. Changes, and I think yo, like yeah, that fight should you really know, happen. Um, now so. let me ask you a question: Is Mayweather your goat? Nah, I feel like Muhammad Ali will always be like who I view as like Tyson. I mean, Tyson. 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 I think for me, so even even though he has those blemishes in his oh no 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 no, but Tyson was just like, something else. I think the reason why I've just always um, enjoyed just like I I think for me because Ali one hundred percent is. Far beyond, like before my time, mm-hmm. like one hundred percent. I think it was, it was always just more so like the lore of Muhammad Ali, and it's definitely like the marketing of Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali that has just I kind of imprinted that in my mind. Very similar to people who automatically default to like, "Yo, Michael Jordan is the goat," mm-hmm. and it's like, well, it's because you're you a you if you've never seen Michael Jordan play, you're just saying that he's the goat is because of the marketing. It just kind of like Obviously. yeah. So I think that's where like Muhammad Ali falls in there for me. Where I'm just like yeah, like it was just kind of like brainwashing to my mind. Like yo, it's the greatest thing that ever happened in boxing. Like I I literally remember nights staying up with my uncles watching. Yeah, like, I I seen Tyson knock out Butterbean within yo. seconds of stepping on that ring. Tyson was it like was just a, so yeah. A, like, I remember this. Yeah. The excitement, the everything behind. You know, outside of that, I would say, like, I remember the outside. Like, outside of Tyson, the the excitement through, like, Tito Trinidad fights. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yo. Chavez fights. Yo, De La Hoya. De La Hoya. Um, I feel like De La Hoya was, like, the big one. It was, like, De La Hoya, Roy Jones Jr. Um, it was, like, Roy a Jones. Bunch- Wow. Yo. Yeah. But but for me, like I'll never forget that that day, like my uncles just went did the fights back then you had the we had the black box, so we didn't have to yep. rent Man, the, the black box. They used to play on channel yep. seventy four. I remember yep. that like yesterday. And you know, we sit there and watch the fights, everybody would come over. Yeah. Like, yo, Ooh, crazy yeah. times. Yeah, hell yeah. Those are the days. You know, I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna meet Mike Mike Tyson soon. Oh, dude, he seems like an amazing. Like, first off, I a I agree that that will happen because I've uh just from 
knowing enough about you and just seeing you from a distance, you, you, I can't imagine you not being able to make that happen at some point. In life. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna meet Mike Tyson. Right. Um, like in recent years, he's been like since hot boxing. Mm-hmm. He's been like a super inspiration on me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's I learned so much from that man without even like between. Mike Tyson, Nipsey, Gary V, mm-hmm. Charlemagne the God through his book. Mm-hmm. I learned so much through those four entities. Yeah. There's there's more like oh of course well you because you got like, you got to pull from every photography world. Peter McKinnon, yeah. like yeah. the list goes on. Yeah, but those main guys in the movie Yes Yes Man by Jim Carrey. I I, haven't that, seen, I gotta see that all man. all that has changed my life in certain ways that I can't even explain to you. Man. The way I I view things, the way I I I'm gonna meet that man. Yeah, no, you gotta. I can see that happening. Um, and then the last thing is just uh, UFC 269 is this weekend or two days ago as of when this drops. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to it just because I'm a big UFC buff. Okay. Um, are you a UFC? I'm. Or? I'm. I'm. You dabble? I'm, I'm I'm in. You're in? I'm in. Okay. I'm not crazy crazy into it. Okay. You know, I have people around me that are super into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know. Yeah. Cause I know like jo- like Josh and like my them, boy like, Josh, they, yeah, my like boys Josh and Murph. Murph yeah. Josh they're, and like, Murph are heavy in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm more in on the boxing side. Yeah. Cause I've actually I've talked like I've. It's funny. Every time I like had any kind of conversation mm-hmm. with Josh, he's like, "Yo, like y'all gotta pull up for one of the U- uh, UFC events or whatever." Fight nights. Like, yeah. So like yep. that's that's something that definitely does have to happen. Um, I know they they have you into it. I'm big into it. Um, and I just main, wanted to main fight. Who's winning? So, uh, which is Charles Ol- um, Oliveira oh, yeah. and Poirier. Uh, Poirier. I I think Dustin Poirier wins it. I think he. I'm gonna say Oliveira. You think so? I re- so seeing his last fight, man. Oh no, he's a monster. That man's fighting IQ is crazy. Absolutely, and um, and just his style is so he's so fluid. Like it's like his movements is just like it. It's almost like a good dancer. Like yeah, like, wow, that that's an amazing yeah, dancer. That movement. That's the same way I look at him. Like man, that was smooth. See, I think. Um, the reason and why he's lanky too, absolutely. But I just feel like from a, from just like a power punch mm-hmm. perspective, like yo, du- like I feel like Dustin's, uh, abilities with his mm-hmm. hands and his striking, okay, is great enough to the point where he he can land the one he can land that one shot mm-hmm. on him to just to like. To like just throw him off his rhythm, because I I feel like that's what like when it comes to a lot of like people who fight that style of uh-huh. like yo like I'm I've got the rhythm I'm I'm in my movement like yo if you're if I'm throw if I'm able to just throw you off your rhythm a bit I can slowly start to chip away at this at like you you know you getting into your motion I can chip away at it and I can get to where I need this to be I think that's where gotcha. Dustin might be able to make it happen and be able to. Uh, land that punch. Dustin's a brawler. Yeah. Oh, he's scrappy as shit. I, that's why I'm like, yo, he could be. I really feel like he's he but, be able to pull this off. But I never seen a Oliveira 
off his rhythm. And that's, t- and that's yeah, and that's the hard part. I mean, I think it'll you know be a mean? great and, fight. And when when he strikes, it's like, oh. no, dude, he's he's it looks amazing. Painful. He he's like really, he's he reminds me definitely a lot of like a um a more modern. Uh, version of like Anderson Silva, where it's just like, yo, like okay. I got the motion and I can hit you with a lot. Like, I'm gonna hit you with some shit, and it's not gonna all be punches. Like, you about to mm-hmm. like catch some shit from me. Them, them leg. Yeah, like you about to catch a lot of different shit and from at me. at short distance too. They'll catch. Yeah, but that's right. Again, I my my money my money's on Dustin on Dustin Portier for this one. I I really I feel like he's been, he's been on a really good run. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, uh, yeah, he's due to he's due to get the goal. He he has injuries under his belt. Oh, of course. Like, I'm sure Oliveira got 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 some too, but but wasn't it a hip hip injury that mm-hmm. he was just out on? Yeah, before, yeah. Before he came back, yeah. So just think think about that. Like, that's not like you know what I mean. Even. After you come back, it's not you're not 100. percent No, no, it takes it takes a while to get back, and it's also I think one of those sports where like you're constantly working on that. Well, a you're constantly working on it, and you don't really know how it's gonna function in a real mm-hmm. fight until you get into the real fight. Exactly. So th- that's definitely something uh, will be something of, of interest and something to keep an eye on. But that's that's where my money's at. And then for Amanda Nunez, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't you see. I I love the female. The female boxing UFC, but I never pick. You know why? Because usually the women go ham. Yo, their the fights are better go, than a lot of the men's fights. I'll be honest. I've witnessed plenty um, of them, and I tell you, like some of my favorite fights were women fights. Yeah, same. You know, for sure. Like, like you know, I've I've done photography for um, CES. Yeah, and some of the best fight has been women. Women fighting. No, they didn't have any like when I went because I shot like a CS MMA event, but I don't think they had any like women fights. Like women yeah. go out there with, but they got more to prove. So like they, they have this like extra chip on their shoulder that's just like, like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I do think Big that ups to, to women boxers, women MMA fighters, absolutely. Um, I think Amanda Nunes is. I think she. I I can't see anyone beating her. I'll be honest. I can't I mean, see her. But a lot of people say that. Said mm. that about um, what's her name? Um, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. But I mean, I think so. The I difference. Think, I think the difference between Rousey's run and Nunez's run, mm-hmm. I think, is that uh, Amanda's had tougher competition than Rousey. For sure. For sure. Hundred percent. Like, so once, like. Once the the division got once like more women got into the UFC and it became more competitive, like you saw Rousey catch some L's, yeah, like for sure. it got tough for her. Yo, man, the Nunez is out there like it. She she still looks like a fucking like Wonder Woman amongst civilians out there, just like body and left and right. So like that's where I'm like, ah, like yeah, Rousey was dominant in mm-hmm. a very like weak division but like the division has been strong for some time and Nunez is, is is over there with two like over two weight classes just mm-hmm. like yo now I'm, I'm body and everything I'm body and everything I'm busting all bums 
I might go to a third weight class if I get bored. So like, let's see what y'all got. I would be surprised if Nunez starts fighting the dudes. I would not. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yo, she probably could like rock a bunch of them because she's insane. So. How long? How long do you think we'll we'll have to wait to see something like that? Like you know, I don't want to see it like that, but I'm sure it's gonna come one day, and it's gonna be unorthodox, be kind of taboo. But there's gonna be a female that's gonna be like, yo, you know, I want to fight the men. I mean, so I mean, I'm not against it if we're all, like, cause here's the thing. We're the same weight class. No, it definitely. And we're the have same. To like, be. if you're following all of the same protocols, mm-hmm. we're all the same weight class. We have to. It has we're to. trained. We're all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, like, uh, why, why aren't like we can do this if if everyone's agreeing to do this, you know? But who's gonna be the first? It, you know what I mean? Like, it, honestly, you, you I know feel like I mean? it, who who would want to be the first? You know what I mean? I feel like it would be Amanda Nunes. Like, it, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, like, I could picture her oh, fighting yeah. one of the. Bro, she's the guys because I think she can hold her her own. You yeah, know what I mean, it'd oh. be interesting. Yeah, I do. I do see her being able to do it because she. Yeah, she's just an again. Animal. This this ain't really happening. This is I'm not good. happening, folks. You know, this is not happening. Okay, we're just you know kind of chatting about Spe- this. speculating, speculating no, on microphone. I wouldn't say speculating because it's not something to speculate on yet. Uh, but I'm saying theorizing. it's gonna is is gonna come because you know. There are women trying to get into ma- male sports. Yeah. So the- theorizing, you know, I guess, is what yeah, we would call just it. Speaking ahead of the time. Okay. Um. Shit. Yeah. That's all I've got. Okay. I mean, you don't want to talk about a little bit of photography. I know. I know that's something we we both do. That. And I mean, I think. Uh. It's it's such an art form, I think, for me, where, like, um, photography, A, I can't stand people who just think that it's all about the gear. Fuck y'all. It's not. You got to have an eye for this thing. For sure. But, and, but don't get me wrong. Some gear does does have a key part. But if you don't know what that part is, then who cares? True. And I Very think that's true. and that's the that's the issue with it. That's where it kind of comes down to. If you don't know what it does, you don't know what it means. If you, then, how are you gonna tell me that it's better? You don't know why it's better. You don't know why. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't know what makes a, you know, a one DX Mark II better than an ADD or something. Like true. You have no idea. What it, at what, the end of the day, it's it is meant to be broken. It's just. You know, sometimes it makes the job easier. Oh yeah. You know, because there there's days that I just shoot on my iPhone. Oh, I, all day. And I do it all the time. I love that shit. Like, how you shoot that? Like, oh, iPhone. Yeah, I just shot on my phone and just did the did the thing. I yeah. do that all the time. I love doing that too because I think it's what keeps my skills sharp for when I do have my camera. Mm-hmm. People just don't expect, people are just like, yo, like, how'd you take this? What did you, damn, like, you must have an amazing camera. No, this was my phone. It's and just, I just an eye. Yeah, it's just me, and it's an eye. Um, and that's the one thing you can't teach. You can't teach an eye. You don't think? I, no. I don't know. No. I think, I think if you lay, lay out instructions, you can earn there's, it. there's a lot of um, photographers that learn by the book. 
but you know so here's mean? but again so i think this is where there's a distinct difference though when i say you can't teach you can learn you can learn mm-hmm. over time and learn how to have an eye for photography but what i'm saying is when i say you can't teach mm-hmm. the eye is more so like i can't teach you how to have an eye for photography you got to learn that on your own. You got to figure that out. You need to go through the the paces. You got to go through, uh, like all your frames and all your gotcha, clicks gotcha. and go. You got to learn that. I can't teach you that. For sure. I don't know that there's ever like been a. I don't know that I've ever met any sort of like photography professor mm-hmm. or anyone who can say, yeah, I could teach you how to have an eye for photography. That's bullshit. I cannot. Te- no one can teach you how to have an eye for photography. You have to learn that, and the, they, they can teach you how to learn it. And that's what I've I run into that when okay. when someone says, "Yo, say yo, how can I learn how to have an eye?" For-? Like, yo, can you teach me? I can't teach you how to do that. But I can show you how to learn that. It's the same thing. For example, if you're talking about uh, your jump shot. Mm-hmm. I can teach you how you can get a better t- jump shot, mm-hmm. but you can't. You can't get it without doing it yourself and putting in the work and the hours and the reps. You know it's crazy. Talking about jump shots, I did a job for Nike, mm-hmm. and you know there's like professional, like these kids are like professional basketball players. They're they're basically in a camp that is going to potentially put them into the like the NBA. It's sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. the camps they do for baseball. So, um, you know, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but th- there was this girl teaching me how to do a jump shot. Yeah. And I've been holding the ball the wrong way my whole entire life. <laughs> Yo, but that... You know, and like that messed up my mind. Yo. When, and... when I learned how to shoot, the right way bro and and that's what it is it's like you i can like i can teach i can teach you how to learn Mm -hmm. i can't teach you the thing and that's how i feel about like i like having an eye for photography or things like that it's like yeah i can't i can only teach you how you can learn that so even like that right there like yo i'm gonna teach you i can like i can teach you how to like uh like adjust your form but like I still can't teach you every like you 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 gotta put in the time. You you're making me think about that. Like, is it Bro, is it teachable? No, nah, you can't. I don't. I I firmly believe that it is I'm a, not I'm a, teachable. I'm a so so now that we're talking about it, I'm gonna try this. This is gonna be an experiment. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my six year old nephew. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give him my camera. And I'm gonna try to teach him. You know, yeah, this is what you need to look for. You know what's funny? I've so my son, my son just turned seven. Mm-hmm. I have a cam. He has a camera. Okay. I bought his own. I bought him his own camera, and I've like gone out shooting with him. Mm-hmm. And he, again, they develop like because very like he ha- he's starting to like develop an eye for photography at the age of now seven, but it's through time. Through like, yo, I'm gonna like, we're gonna go outside. I got my camera. You got your little camera, and we're gonna walk around and take pictures. And he's develop like developing it, but again, really can't teach it. It's yo, it, it's gonna come over time. You gotta learn it on your own. I can't really, because t- how do you teach someone 
because uh, I've tried, I've tried. The only reason why I know this, is, I feel like I know this, is because I've mm-hmm. I've been in those conversations where it's like someone who's like new in photography, and they're like, "Oh, yo, like, how can I take super dope photos, and what do I do?" I'm like, "All right, like, I can sit here and I can teach that, you about that's like." That's a crazy question, by the way. It is. People ask me that. I'm it like, is. It, it's an. Ins- I couldn't tell you how to take good photos. I can't. Not even. Not to save my life. I could tell you how to process a good photo. But here's the thing, though. You can sit there and try to like talk their ear off about things like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, focal lengths. And if you, mm-hmm. you know, the further you go, the more lens compression and like, you know, all this stuff and whatever, whatever. And that's when you get into the nerdy. Yo, yeah, this is super, super nerdy shit. Talk. Super nerdy photography talk. But again, it's like, yo, fam, the A, they're not going to understand it. Mm-hmm. And B, like, that's not going to help them get to like, get to an eye photography like i feel like it took me i wouldn't say a full year it took me it took me a bit but like again it was it was just reps of being out with my camera and then you slowly realize that you're starting to develop eye for photography because of just the way you naturally see the world around you you start to see the world around you significantly different to where you can be looking at the way like that door frame is over there Mm-hmm. And if you're a photographer and you have it's enough not. time under your belt with enough like frames and you've taken enough bad photos, you can look at something like that door frame and be like, I can make a dope photo out of this if I shoot it at this angle, if I do this, maybe mm-hmm. I turn the light off in the room and I do it like, and you start to play with all, you start to go through your toolkit mm-hmm. for what an eye is. And then you take this photo and people look at you and they're like, Yo, that's super dope. How did you see that's that? That's amazing. That's amazing. How did you see that? And it was like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. an eye. I can't teach you that because it comes over time and it comes over effort and reps. I don't know. I, I, for every, bro, for every, like. I think it might be teachable. No, nah, bro. For every three-pointer that you see Steph Curry make during a game, mm-hmm. there's a hundred he took before him. There's a hundred he took in the gym. And, and missed. And missed. He sure. missed a hundred for every one you saw him make on the court. So that's why it's like, yo, there there is still a very massive uh part to it that involves effort and time. And that's where people don't always want to put in the effort and the time because they want to go and invest. They want to start they don't want to crawl before they walk. No, they, they want to just run. They want to just run and they'll go and invest five to ten racks. On the latest and Sony the, camera, and then the camera's just sitting there after a while. Well, yo, well, it isn't even that the camera's because just sitting there, but it's, it'll be like they'll they'll get like a a Sony, like the latest Sony camera, whatever the hell it is. I don't get shoot Sony. One or some. Yeah, Sony. like a Sony A one, um, and get some like G Master lenses, and you'll see them just yo amazing amazing equipment. Yeah, professional grade. Professional grade equipment. Pro, like pro, super pro, 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 super pro, and they're shooting in fully automatic standard Ooh. picture profile. Uh, and yo, and you talking that talk? Standard picture profile, fully automatic. We're just doing this thing. I have no, like they have no idea how to mm-hmm. uh, the exposure triangle. What are you talking about? I don't know how to do any of that. I shoot in automatic. I don't need to do any of that. I'm. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, the camera does it for me. I yeah. yeah I, know, I shoot. I, know. I shoot everything wide open. What do once you mean? Once you shoot on that M profile, it's different. I shoot. Yeah, I shoot. Right, yo, but once you, that's when you really start to see who's a photographer here. Yo. Hey, 
Yo. Yo, rally up. We're putting all our cameras on manual. Let's see what we all got. Yo, I will. And turn off your electronic viewfinder. Let's see what we what Yo. we doing here. I will. Sh- for a long time, I didn't use my autofocus. Same. For a very long time. Like, I learned. Like, I could. I could. Sh- I'll take my ADD out. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Yeah. On a manual focus lens. And I'll, I actually have a picture that's sharper yeah. on my manual focus. Like, you can see this through this person's soul. Yeah. You would have never got it with autofocus. I'm going to show you a picture of Jada Kiss. You can see through his soul. Yeah, and you would have ne- never gotten it. And I did that all manual. Like, exactly. Super manual. Like, I'm, like, literally focusing and... Although my camera has great eye detection now, but but it doesn't matter. You still want to be able to matter. know. You still want to be able to know how to do the thing for sure. And that's where a lot of like, I'll be honest. I don't respect a lot of y'all. I said it. I don't. Nah, I'm you gotta t- respect nah, everybody. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think. Nah, I don't think that. I don't. I'm maybe and maybe this is just my my brash New York arrogance coming out. But no, nah, I don't respect a lot of y'all. Because I think for me, there is still a a level of, um, you you got to be contributing something to an art form if you're going to be in it. If you're going to be in this space, like the, the way that I see it, and I think that's why even like when I was first getting into like this podcasting space, mm-hmm. I felt as though it is my responsibility as someone entering a new space uh-huh. and being a contributor in a new space that I'm not trying to bastardize this space. So that's why for me, it was like, yo, before I started anything, it was a couple of months of figuring out, well, how do I want this setup to be? How do I want, how do I want this thing to sound? Uh, Do we want video? Do we not want video? Do we want to have, you know, like mics on the table or do we want handheld mics? How are we setting this thing up? Do we want it to be like boom mics coming out of fucking everywhere type deal? Like how do we want to do this? Taking the time to in the proper steps. Why? Because there are a lot of podcasts that it's just people talking into um, a shared microphone or people talking into like, there's just like a lot of different things, which again, I think those are cool, Mm -hmm. but if you do two or three episodes of a podcast, you're not putting a lot of effort into it because you're, you haven't done any research about it. You have no idea what it really takes to put together a podcast. And then you completely abandon it and just walk away from it and that's it. You're done with the podcast after you spent however long trying to get people to listen to your podcast. And then you're gone after week three and you're just never doing it again because you're on to the next thing. I'm sorry. I don't really respect you. I feel like you're kind of just shitting on an art form that there are people like myself, yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, all these great podcasters and creators Mm -hmm. who are actually putting in time and effort. And it's not always fun and it's not always glamorous. There are times where it's just like, damn, the last thing I really want to do is do a podcast. But I've given myself this duty and obligation to where I create Mm -hmm. I create at this frequency for an audience of people who listen to me at that frequency. If I put out a pod every 
every week, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is, people come and they're, they have an expectation because I created that expectation. Mm-hmm. So I have to meet that expectation because I made it. This is true. So I think that's where I'm like, yo, like, not nah. like, so that's where I like, I view those kind of people in the same light that I view the person who I, I'm going to spend, you know, however much on a, on a camera and I'm not going to learn photography. I'm not going to learn how to really be, uh, putting in my time into this. I'm going to try to jump ahead. Yeah. I don't respect you in the space because I feel like you're not really adding to the art form. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where, um, I feel like, I'll, and that's, that's a feeling that I just have for all forms of art across the board. Like if I was a, if I was a rapper, mm-hmm. I would 100% like, I would 100% hate and not have respect for if I was like a pure hip hop, like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like a bar head and you're just, uh, yo, I'm the SoundCloud. I'm making a hook and trying to sound like fucking Fabio Foreign. Yeah, I'm gonna take offense to your existence because I feel like you're now trying. You're not Fair really, enough. you know, because you're you're not trying to add anything to the culture. You're just trying to eat off of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're coming in and you're picking, you're picking fruit from the tree of this culture that you didn't plant. That you didn't plant, nor do you plan on planting anything. You're just coming mm. here to take and go. But you have that's, no that's intention. That's way to look at it. You have no intention of planting anything. So that's how I feel about when it comes to like people who uh, want to jump in the podcast space because I saw that Joe Rogan got 100 mil. Or I want to uh, jump into the photography thing because I saw um, I saw Ruben doing a Nike joint. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I want to jump into this photography space now. Because if he got a bag, I could get a bag. You hear it? I like to say the sun shines for everybody. Of, of course. And you and hey. But... But, you know what I mean? You got to beat me at the game. You know, I, I'm i not crazy, like, like when it comes to photography, I'm not crazy, like, into, like, you know, there's some people that be like, oh, I'm, like, competing. Oh, no, no, no. Definitely don't compete. You know, but there's a lot of oh, that of course. going on. There's a bunch you of know, that. And I've found myself sometimes competing, like, not with local photographers, but. I do like I have to outdo the the guy shooting the photos for for the Celtics. And my, yeah. And this is only for inspirational um purposes. It's not for me to be like, I'ma go and take your job. You know no, I mean? but it's it, more like you gotta have I could do as good as, as him, I know my value in the photog- photography world. So that's where I gauge it. Like, you know what I mean? I don't like, for example, like, if I'm shooting something, mm-hmm. I want to be as great or better than the people I look up to. And this is not just to, like, one-up them. It's more to show them respect. Like, look, I took what I learned from you, and this is what I made of it. And that full circle takes us. Right back to where we started on the pod, where, yo, it's the karate kid, it's the, yo, mm-hmm. it's the teacher, it's the, you got to always want for the next person to be better. Be better. You always want the next person to go up, because that's how art forms, and that's why, when I use the analogy of the tree, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, you have to always try to plant the tree, so mm-hmm. that there's a bigger tree that's, uh, that's giving more fruit. For that's sure. how you're gonna always continue 
to to uh to continue uh pushing this art form forward like i just had experience at the pc game um the last one i went to um I'm on the sidelines. I follow the team into the locker room, you know, and there's this young photographer. He looked like he was, like, 14. Jeez. He turned out to be 18, but still, like, you know, yeah. I told him, nobody was talking to him, so I called him over, hey, what's your name? What's up? My name is Ruben. I introduced myself. I do photography. This is what I do. I showed him my Instagram, like, yo, this is me. Yeah. He was like, oh, dope. Um. And I was like, yo, you should follow me. Like, yeah, like you should connect. Connect. You're 18 years old. You're young. You mm-hmm. have a lot of space. Like, I came into this game at 30. Yeah. 30 something. You know what I mean? I didn't start when I was 18. Although, like, you know, as I was young, when I, when I was young, my mom used to make me take pictures of her. At that time, it was in a film camera. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew this stuff already but i didn't know till i came back to it so just knowing that and being able to talk to this young kid that's 18 i'm like yo keep keep it up keep Mm -hmm. working keep pushing because you know at the end of the day it's gonna it's gonna become something that you're gonna be grateful for and he kind of looked at me like wow like i i never heard another photography um photographer tell me Tell me this. Yeah. That's what it you comes down to. You got to gotta keep going. Got to keep pushing. Acknowledge people. Acknowledge people. And I think that's where you you take those opportunities to take those opportunities to be the person. Be the person for the, like, be the person that you wish existed for you when you were younger. Mm. Be the person that you wish existed for you when you were at the starting at the starting gate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for you right there when you were talking to talking to him, yep. you were being who you wish you had when you first got when you were sure. first first started when you were first sure. trying to figure this thing out, and it was like, yo, I'm 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 giving you I'm giving you what I wish I had. Yeah, and like, that's and that's what it comes down to. I had a girl reach out to me not too long ago, asking me, "Yo, how do I get into concert photography?" I'm like, "Yo, just show up to the venue. If they don't let you on with the, your camera, use your phone." Yeah, and that's it. That's it, and start posting. Somewhere down the line, somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, you're the girl that shoots these concerts." Yeah, they're gonna let you in, and that's you know, it. and that's all it's. Like, it, it, I'm making it seem a little easier. Like, you have to have some type of talent so they could be like, okay, I, I mess with your work. You know, because there is an element where you have to prove yourself. But, you know, also, it, you have to. You got to hustle. Hustle. And that's and where. You have and, to and that's have where, some good work. And that, But that's really where the. The, the difference is a lie in people. It's kind of like, yo, are you willing to hustle? Are you willing mm-hmm. to put in this work? Are you willing to do what other people are not willing to do? Are you willing to lose sleep? Not everyone is are willing to do willing that. Are you willing to live on a small, small budget? And not like, every- literally, everything you do yeah. on a small budget to mm-hmm. get where you need to be. And not everyone is willing to do that. You know what I mean? So, um, shit, man. 
I'm happy. I, I, can, I can go on. No, nah, I'm man. I yo, so I I find any anytime I'm with and you, I I can always tell whenever I have all these like different guests, it's always easy to tell who are the ones that like do podcasts mm-hmm. and wh- who are the ones because I'm like yo, like I could go forever with somebody who does a podcast because mm-hmm. it's like yo, we we talk. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like yo, like I mean, like, but I'm also talking. Real life. Oh like, no, one hundred percent. You pull up and you you start talking to me. We're gonna have a good conversation, bro. One hundred percent. I've I've had yeah, and that's what I think. Some people tell me like, yo, how is it that you do it? I'm like, yo, I'm just I'm just talk, talk, and that's all it is. Like just I'm go. telling you how I feel. I tell you how, how, and I just keep the conversation going. Yeah. You know, I think with social media, a lot of that has died down. That's why things like podcasts is so exciting to some people because they're at a point where they can't have those conversations. The, no, the length, not anymore. The lengthy conversations, like everything is micro. Like I know some some people can't even have a three-minute conversation. No, well, I think it's, yeah, people are just... Um, we're just we're living in like a what I call uh, introverts paradise where we're just kind of more designed and more comfortable being to ourselves and all of that. And I think you know, I mean, the technology also makes it easy to be that way. Yeah, and I think that's where I mean things like podcast kind of flourish because it gives the ability for people to have some level of human interaction without having human interaction. Because I've had plenty of people, and I'm sure you have too. Where they'll say, I listen to this podcast, I listen to your podcast, and I feel like I'm there with y'all. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like, I feel like I'm there with y'all, and I'm just like kicking it. All the time. And I'm just like, yeah, like that's like a thing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know what I mean? When when somebody tells me, oh, your band's from the Sparkle Podcast. I'm like, yeah, that's me. What's up? And and then they'd be like, oh, really? How do you do it? And I'm like, this is me every day. I just go. Yes. This is me every day. Oh. I definitely appreciate and salute you. Um, salute, salute the Sparkle Podcast. I know you got what, five years. Yeah, five years under our belt, fam. That's five hard. It is years because when we first started, it wasn't. It wasn't this season. Well, no. I mean, I mean, I'm still with it. Like, I'm now. This is episode forty-eight. So we're mm-hmm. about to be. I'm about to like be at a year now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I completely understand, like, year one is never easy. It doesn't get easy. It's You just got to keep the grind going. The longer going. you go, the harder it gets. Yeah, and you just got to keep that grind going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, right now, where where I'm at with this, you know, from starting it with Sammy mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, him moving mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, just kind of continuing it uh, mm-hmm. with different guests and just trying to uh, – Keep the show going. It's tough, you know, it's, and this is coming from someone who's recorded over every I've recorded about I want to say close to two hundred to hundred fifty different episodes. No, 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 it's like about two hundred episodes. And then yeah, you count then, how many hours that is. That's and all. then all the hours I put into yeah. it. You know, there's episodes that never made the airways. Yeah, we I, mean? I got I got some of those. You know. There's so many things that, you know, little vacations. Mm-hmm. Die, but ah, it's fine. 
But yeah, the the, the YouTube viewers, we, we might lose you in a minute, but y'all y'all good. Don't worry about it. You ain't missing nothing here. <laughs> like you know what I mean? There's so much that goes into potting, so much, you know. Like Christina will tell you, like, shout outs to Christina because she puts in work. Yeah, that girl puts in work, and you know. There there are times where we both slack, and but we mm-hmm. pick pick it up, we pick up the pen, you know, and we just keep keep it moving yeah and and that's what it takes it takes uh takes a village um it takes a lot of work takes effort takes hustle Mm -hmm. um so i mean with that being said i definitely appreciate you pulling up appreciate um appreciate yeah like your podcast i think you just you're y'all are one of the um one of like just like the pioneers in the space in rhode island I, i wouldn't i wouldn't say pioneers but we're definitely one of the ones that started in those times where people started doing podcasts that has has stayed around. So, and I think that's where, when using the word pioneer, it's more so saying like, yo, there aren't that many, especially, it's mainly here in Rhode Island, it's not mm-hmm. that many five-year mm-hmm. consistent pods that are like, yo, we're here, we're doing this thing. We're, mm-hmm. we're putting this thing together, we're, we're doing this. It's not that common. Mm-hmm. So for that, I salute y'all. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you for pulling up. Uh, it's a pleasure, man. Yeah, now I gotta pull up on y'all one of these days. Yeah, stop playing let with me. Let us know. Let I know. definitely gotta make that happen. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. That being said, I always do a quick cheers wait, at the wait, end of wait, my pod. Let me tell them. Yeah, y'all, y'all can follow me at where you at? Where you at? Real Rubens PVD, and also R Cam underscore Imaging. Um, for anybody that wants to check out my work, um, also, um, catch me on the run. Hey. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out here and be in your faces. There's, there's so much coming that you, you never know. Yeah, nah, this, this dude, yo, you, you're you taking over. I'm, and I'm, honestly, it makes me happy to see it. It really does. Because, like, uh, you... You a hustler, you work hard for it. And that's something that I've always seen mm-hmm. in you from afar, just indifferent, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're doing. It's like, oh, this dude's whatever going I do, I go ham. Yeah. And that's, whatever I do. And that's a beautiful thing to see. Um, so with that being said, uh, shout out to the YouTube viewers. If you're still here, but you can't see us, but you hear us. Love y'all to death. Um, with that being said, quick cheers that I always say at the end of every episode. Some ships float, some ships sink. But the best ships are friendships, and to those ships, we drink. Cheers. Cheers. This <laughs> dude picked up the water. <laughs> uh, see y'all next week. See who I have here with me next week. With that being said, peace. We out. <laughs>